following program is an at will production. Because the reason they're doing it is because they all have goddamn fucking suitcases. But you know what? Hey, check your fucking bag. My name is Will Malnati. I've worked in restaurants my entire life, so I've had to get pretty good at having conversations with all different kinds of people. And since I've been fortunate to meet some really interesting folks during my time in the business, this is my chance to chat with them outside of the restaurant. You're listening to The Drop-In. Today, we have a very special guest, Brian Baumgartner, from the American version of the TV show, The Office. He played the role of Kevin Malone. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted. Thanks so much for listening. Testing, testing, hello, testing. You have that very deep radio voice. No, I mean, it's, it's like a baritone. Not full bass. Did you ever sing in the choir? Yeah. Did you actually? Yeah, I sang in a choir. When? I mean, when I was young. <laughs> when I was yeah. You said, you said yeah. Like, well, yeah. Of course I, I sang in the well, choir. I mean, when you're doing like theater and stuff, I think everyone That's sings mandatory. in the choir. I th- kind of, yeah. So you took choir 101. Yeah, no, no, but I was in the fancy group. Tell me more. Well, like, no, like the elite choir group. Okay, so not only were you in the choir, you were in... I was in the elite choir group. Like the best one. Yeah, but I think it was more because I was like, I don't know, I was a theater guy, so I was an arts guy, so it was sort of like, okay, we'll let him in. I'm really, really good at talk singing, you know? Like No. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Talk singing? Yeah, where you don't really have to sing sing, but you... Can you, know, you please like demonstrate no, what like you're the talking whole, what about? What is it, like Rex Harrison? Like all those like old musicals, like My Fair Lady. Like the guys didn't, you know, really sing. Right. They did the thing They more they... talked like this. Yeah. Right. So they're talking, really, but with a tone, as opposed to like, you know, Pavarotti or something. Okay. So I'm you... not going to demonstrate Yeah, that. okay, that's fine. But so you were a pro- at that form is what you're telling me? Right. So have you never heard this? So, no. So, yeah, I was in this elite singing group. I mean, How? this is really embarrassing. I know. And I can so, see it on your no, face. No, it's really embarrassing. No, but I just you had this to... conversation with someone very recently okay. where I did a talk show and they bombarded me with some footage of me in a tuxedo in high school singing... Um, to dream the impossible dream, which that you really need more to sing it. And so I was trying, but anyway, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they bombarded me with it. So this was a, produ- this is like seven years ago. And I just read into it an event, this producer who apologized, like profusely and profoundly apologized to me. It was like, a, this was like a Fox, you know, late night talk show. Late, I'm not going any more specific. Are they allowed to do that? No, that's the that's the whole point. They're supposed to run it past you. Hey, we found this footage. Right, it's gonna be funny. Yeah, pretend that we haven't told you. Yeah, right. So no, so like I'm on the sofa, and they say, so we have a surprise for you. You don't know what it is, right? (laughs) And I say, no. They go, yeah. So this is a hundred percent a surprise. You have no idea what's coming. So I'm in front of a live audience on the sofa being interviewed, 
And think about this. What? What do you? What, what are the things that pass through your mind that you think right. that they might be about to surprise you with? What could they have? All the terrible things <laughs> right. in your life. Yeah. I mean, a photo or, I mean, yeah, anything. What were the top three things that it could have been? Terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't know, but you don't, I, there's, when that happens, like if someone said, I've got a surprise for you. Okay. Well, well great. Like, are you going to sing happy birthday or jump out behind the sofa? But no, this was like live television in front of a studio audience. And they say, we have a surprise. And then they start playing. To dream the impossible dream. To fight the unbeatable foe. Old VHS recording from, I mean, it was only a couple years ago that I was in high school. But, I mean, that who, who has. Right, this is only from like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, like four it's... years ago. So that's, what was that, DVD? Someone but... had it on their iPhone. No, but so I'm thinking like, who has it? And they said, I can't tell you. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, that was you know, funny joke. Like, and they said, we can't tell you. Who. Because we paid someone in your high school. Well, right. And so then it became like this weird kind of insidious thing where I was like, well, so you played a joke on me. And again, so someone should jump out from behind the sofa and say, surprise. I got like, you. I got you. Right. But then they wouldn't tell me. Oh, that's not yeah, cool. Yeah, it was all weird. Can you describe a day in the life of Brian Baumgartner, please? A good day or a bad day? I want to hear a middle day. A middle day? Just a normal day? Yeah, just nothing so great, nothing too bad. Right. Um, I would say it starts with coffee is mandatory mm -hmm. and a bunch of it. You make it or you go get it? You know, I'm, I make it now. I, and I guess it's not coffee. What? But like, <laughs> like, what is it? Well, look, it's like, like it's a cocktail. No, cabbage. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't necessarily some, call it coffee. An Irish because, coffee, yeah. I think is what they call it. No, uh, no, I guess a cappuccino. So it's what? It's a spread. It's made with espresso and some milk. Sure, but you are making a, like I do a foamy make cappuccino I I every make, morning? I do, yeah. Or I ice it. I, I, I will ice it. Yeah, 100%. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, you've gotten good at it, though, is what you're telling me. Well, I'm... Decent at it, but uh, yeah, but I got a like a machine, like a fancy, a good machine. one. Yeah, like I I did it. What's it called? Uh, Jura. Mm. Imported. J, J U R A. I don't know. Is that Jura? I think. I okay. think that's Jura. Okay, and and it, it costs just, how much? I don't know. A lot, but I've had it a long time, so it's been effective. Like I don't know, seven years. I've had it a while. Okay, so it's so a you, very reliable product, so. America. And a word from our sponsor. Right. Uh, so, okay. The, so you, some producer somewhere is calling them right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you wake up and make yourself a frothy yeah, cappuccino. I mean, not really frothy. I'm but just yeah. trying to imagine the whole thing. You're like seated with your legs crossed no, with the paper. I'm sitting outside. Okay. I, I, I have a, a wooded area. And I have a chair, one chair. It's like Archie Bunker, but it's weird because it's like a bar stool and it's outdoors. So it's not really like so Archie Bunker, but it is my chair. Right, but you just sit on a bar stool. Well, it's a comfortable. I mean, it's cushy. But you but can't lay, lean back in it. No, you no, I don't lean back. <laughs> nope, I don't lean back. So you kind of start the morning like at attention. 
Yeah. There's like, I'm all right. Very focused. There's no yes. relaxing anymore. We've right. already done that. Okay. Right. And yeah, I do that. I read. I read news. Okay. I read a lot of sports news. Right. Check so emails. Are you the guy? Are you the, the guy who, who who gets the Los Angeles Times or the New York Times and and only reads the sports section and then the rest is kind <laughs> of like yeah. maybe if you have time. <laughs> yes. No. I. No. I. I. No. I read. I read news and entertainment news. <laughs> you sound really. No. Undefensive. Yeah. No. I read news. News and entertainment news and sports news. Okay. Are you the guy who has the the CNN pop ups on your phone and things like that? No. Are you so you're not like minute to minute knowing? What no, I don't have. do that. No, I don't do that. But I don't do that. I don't. I don't like the alerts going off. My phone is on silent all the time. That that is something. That is something about. I don't. I I don't like that. Maybe it's I. Maybe a truly an age thing. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not even joking about myself. I don't like that. I'm looking at my phone right now to see if it's off. Yeah, it is. You're um, scrolling through it as you're saying this. No, I don't like right. the... No. What was I saying again? Right. But my phone here, like, it's always it's on silent, and it's turned upside down because I don't... When I'm having a conversation with someone... I mean, thankfully, we're actually recording this conversation, but anything, like, if I'm with somebody, I don't, li- I don't like somebody else being able to tell me that now I have to pay attention to them. I check my phone very often, so I'm not saying I'm not one of those people. I will check it, but I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like being interrupted at any moment and and feel like I have to go check it. You know, if we're talking and 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 there's a moment where you look at your phone or you check your phone or you have to do something. And by the way, like business, like all rules are like out in terms of that. Like that, like that, I totally get. Like if you're doing something or you need to make some call or whatever. Like I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about like getting a sports alert or a funny picture from your buddy or like whatever. Like, why is that interrupting our time right now? Like laugh about it in five minutes. Like when, sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to, I'm like sitting here thinking back on conversations (laughs) that we've had before and I'm nervous (laughs) that I've done this to you and I apologize formally. No, no, I'm no, it's not. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, It's like, it's definitely a me thing. It's definitely I don't really get mad about it, but I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after you, uh, after you, we're still in the morning. We're oh, still at oh the very God. first thing. I have right. to bring you all back, right. otherwise me, we've right. just gone Sorry. on a yeah. massive tangent. Um. Yeah, I do that. I um, I if I'm working, then I would go to work. Um. If not, I would probably make. You know, out in Los Angeles, things start at like 9.30 or 10. So then, you know, I would make work calls, figure out what's going on, do any appointments. And if I can, I would go golf. Yeah, you're a big golfer. Yeah. How often are you golfing these days? Well, I've been busy, thankfully, so not as much. But I would say, you know, now we're talking about a week, not a day. But I would say, you know, a couple times a week. Right. But if I ever see you on the course, like... 14 days straight i know that you are just not in a good place work-wise yes that is true if you saw me for i mean it's usually good when people at the course or whatever are like oh, i haven't seen you in a while yeah you're like yeah, oh, yeah thank god yeah thank you thank you i'm not here destroying the course and my psyche did i finish yeah what happens <laughs> yeah, after <I> midnight <laughs> brian <laughs>
Tell me what happens when the lights go off. <laughs> oh, jeez. But I imagine being on a show like The Office for nine years and kind of having somewhat of a schedule that you could expect. Right. How was it after that long kind of coming out of it and being like, I don't have to necessarily be somewhere at a certain time and all that thing. Right. Well, I mean, that's actually, a, I mean, and that's probably how I should have led, but you know, you're, you're good at what you do. So, so you, you brought me there. I mean, it was difficult. I mean, really difficult. Just the, the, unst- and it, it takes a lot of discipline to try to stay as structured as, you know, as you can. And that's why some of those little routines that are, you know, the things that I brought up are like, okay, it's important for me to stay in touch with what's going on, who's buying shows, who's selling shows, what kind of shows, um, you know, always check in with, you know, representatives or whatever and, and, you know, figure out what I'm doing, what the schedule is. I mean, those things are important because it, you know, it's difficult. I mean, we were, and part of the, part of it was the nature of, of the show, you know, you know, I mean, we were working 12 to 14 hours a day and, and because it was such an ensemble show, we were there all the time. So, you know, when I was working on the show, it was, you know, it was 60, 70 hours a week, which I understand other people do, but, but that was pretty much all, all we did. It's all you had time to do right. as a human being. And then try to, you know, make up things on the weekend and then go back and, and do it again. And, you know, because of, of, we were doing like 30 a year. So, I mean, it was a lot. Um, and so it was nice when it was, when it was first over to just kind of recharge and refocus and, and look at other project projects and stuff and, and have the ability to, to do that. Uh, and start thinking about doing other things, but but the you know the unknown nature of the schedule and stuff is is tough. And and now you know there's a lot of work that happens in different cities, so there's a lot of traveling now and stuff like that. So it's it's very uh, you know one from one week to the next, it's pretty unpredictable. And you play in this Michael Jordan golf tournament every year. Yes. Uh, what's that like? It's unbelievable. Well, now that specific event is uh, Derek Jeter has taken it over. What's your so, relationship with uh, Michael like? I, I mean, he's I mean, he's the greatest. I, I mean, know that. The... Everyone's going to say my relationship with Michael is, well, he's the greatest. <laughs> your specific individual relationship with Michael Jordan, the most famous, amazing basketball player of all time. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. I had been invited to his event fairly early when the office was going and I uh you know I mean of course I, when I was invited I said yes and um then played the first year with you know I mean these amazing athletes and the second year I was paired with him this was, it's a two-man team thing so you have a partner and then you're playing against so I was playing against Michael Jordan and somebody else and I was petrified like scared because he was always like very nice, like very respectful and thanks for coming and doing this. And, um, this takes the thing to a new level though. You're oh, like, yeah. I'm about to spend four hours with someone who well, actually yeah. is a great golfer as well. He's yeah, a very good golfer. And I was incredible, like incredibly nervous. I had a difficult time sleeping that far. And I was like, this is nerve wracking. He loves to play. I know he likes to play fast. I, I mean, I, I was sort of like told like, you know, this is, this is how a, an enjoyable day on the golf course with Michael will go. Someone called you like before, like the <laughs> night before, Hey, I just wanted to give you the quick rundown on how Michael likes to play. He does not like people who take divots. Yeah, he does not. Yeah, he does not like this or that. And I'm like, but I do all those. Do things. not wear the color brown. He does not like it. <laughs> um, and so I can't. I went out. I, I mean, I will never forget that that first round. 
and we played nine holes together and I played pretty well and I was feeling, and I was not as good then, but I played like, okay. Um, we get to the 10th hole and I'm in a bunker that's really deep by the green, like seven, eight feet deep. And he's standing, I'm sure doing a, like, I, Michael is aware of his, on the golf course, he will exert pressure on you when he feels like it's appropriate and he wants to win. You're saying and he get into your head. He will get into my head, yes, or in anyone's head. I'm standing, there's a wall of a bunker, and then there's Michael Jordan, who's six, eight, nine, whatever, standing there. So he's standing, I mean, his head is at 15, 20 feet above me, but he's standing facing me. So as I'm looking down, you know, I can sort of see his shadow like coming into the bunker. Terrifying. Terrifying. So I take a shot in the bunker, whack, hit it, and the ball pops up about two inches and drops straight back down. Uh. And the first thing, the only thing I think to do is just like a cartoon. My head just pops up and looks right up at him because I'm like, I know he just saw that. Please tell me he didn't see that. And he bursts out laughing and he says, uh, he says, it's okay, B, we've all done it. And from then on, I was like, I made it. Yeah, I'm good. Everything's good now. My- he told me it's okay and everybody does it and now we can have a good time. So uh, my question though is was he calling you B like you know like he calls someone me would B. say B or is, did he actually know your name? No, he <laughs> I'm just joking. Right, right, right. No, he calls me he got no, he always calls me B. Okay. Cuz he forgot the rest of it. Probably. <laughs> he has no clue. He's going to know it starts with a B, call him yeah. B. <laughs> what annoys the shit out of me? Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I, the like, um, someone in a public space talking on their cell phone annoys the absolute shit out of me. Just, I mean, I feel like like on the plane or something. Oh, like on the plane, like in the coffee shop, like in the grocery store market here by the. Ha- I mean, if I'm waiting wow. in line and the someone is like. Talking on the phone behind me, it it annoys the shit out of me. I can't. Wow. So if you ever run into Brian in any public setting, immediately end your phone call. Well, again, now there's uh, there's exceptions, but you can tell the exceptions when they're happening, and then I'm not annoyed. Like, oh, honey, I'm yeah, I'm running a little bit late. I'll be home. You know, it's like, oh, okay. This is a mother-father talking to their child who's concerned about where they are. That makes total sense. But, like, doing the, like, gossip talk or... Actually, the thing that annoys me the most... Oh, I here said, it comes. No, because... Now you're getting I worked said, up. Oh, because because I say business has a, as, is exempt from a lot of that stuff, but this is not true. When you have someone, especially on a plane, I feel like it happens all the time, and you have someone talking in a really loud voice about money or about business, business and you go they're just trying to make themselves sound fucking so important oh that annoys the shit out of me like what else annoys the shit out of me a lot of things annoy the shit out of me you're Um, like how much time do we have there are a lot of travel a lot of travel things really fucking annoy me really fucking annoy me if you're boarding an airplane and you get up and block the entrance before it's your time to board i hate you I cannot stand you. <laughs> Just sit down. Like, why have we become... And, and and it leads into number two, because the reason they're doing it is because they all have goddamn fucking suitcases that they have to jam into the overhead compartment, and they know 
that if they don't get on the plane first, that they're going to have to check. They're going to have to check their bag. But you know what? Hey, check your fucking bag. Just check your bag. Check your bag. You're not allowed to get on the plane with a big bag. Do you check your bag I when ch- you have I, a carry-on size? I check my bag. Yeah, I check. Even I, when you have a small uh, overnight. I mean, sometimes, but I don't. But I use a small one. I'm very respectful. Very of considerate. That. No, two bags and ladies, a purse is a bag. That's a bag, like a a, a personal item and a and a and a and a carry on i think you should be hired by uh like a southwest you know the one the, the people who get up there and yeah do their whole song and dance just to do what you just did uh, it's uh, oh it just i mean it annoys me so it just annoys me so much it really is the worst when they're standing there and they're they're at like uh level three or whatever yeah. seating number three seating number three but they're only asking for people uh, children and adults who need extra help yes and i need extra help so i'm generally <laughs> trying to get on first oh no why it's do you just, need extra help no, i'm kidding i'm kidding Liar. no i no i could be i could be group three but if you're group four sit your ass down and wait till it's your, and then stand up and reasonably get in line to get on the plane. It is. It's it, not like a bus. There's no like standing room. You have an assigned seat. I guess Southwest, but Southwest. Oh, it's the worst. Have, Forget it. Well, yeah, it's the worst. But you at least, I mean, I can't b- believe I'm about to defend Southwest, but at least you have a number, and then the jockeying is done. You have a number, and the jockeying is done. If you're number five, you're getting on five. If you're number 50, you're getting on 50. So that actually, I guess, I mean, I cannot believe. Did I just find something great about Southwest? Maybe that makes sense to me. But otherwise, you have a seat, and it's only about the bag. It's only about the bag. Yeah, and, and there's some there's some people who just like to be on the plane, like to get situated. That's true. Listen. Is it? I don't know. At the end of the day... I do know exactly what you're talking about, and I experience it every time. I'm already anxious in yes. any airport. I'm yes. already anxious. Me too. So why add to my anxiety by having that happen where I feel like I'm about to run a race? Yes. And I'm getting lined up to run a race. By the way, I'm that person that you're talking about a lot of the times because I have to check my bag up there. <laughs> what are you doing? Why I would you do I have to put it up there. Because why am I going to stand in the uh, the baggage claim carousel for 30 minutes? I've had to do that before. I'm going to. I If I have to. Why? I don't. I don't. don't. Well, having too big a... How big is your bag? How big no. is how big is your... Do you have to jam it in? Do you ever have trouble getting it in? I mean... You're really asking your for me to... You're back. You're, you're really you're asking carry on. for me... What was your kind of journey like up to landing a spot on the office? I mean, I was really into sports. So for me, it was all about sports. You were baseball, playing. Playing baseball, basketball. Um, what, are you 6'2"? Yeah. 6'3", yeah. Six, three, yeah. Are you 6'3"? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then I had... Were you 6'3 when you were in high school? Yeah, I was over six feet. Yeah, I was over six feet. I like six, like yeah. you were the the bigger guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Coming yes. into high school, you were towering yes. over everyone. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Like I was the center. But so I had these. Uh, I had some leg problems. I'm not going to go into huge detail, but ended up having a couple of surgeries. Yeah. Don't bore us. Yeah. I know. Um, 
And so I, uh, one of the surgeries went bad and uh, ended up uh, burning a hole in my Achilles all the way down to the tendon. What? Yeah, for real. How does that I was in a, I was in a wheelchair. I used a walker at like age 13, 14 You're or whatever. You're just an old man. Just... Yeah. Yeah, I you know so I yeah I literally had to relearn how to walk. Wow, I was out for a long time. So this was a this was a, a the surgeon's uh... error. Yes. <laughs> well, error? Uh, they I, they don't know. I mean, I was young, so I don't know exactly what investigative things happen. But did you have any enemies at that time <laughs> that right. you know of? Right. If someone was now, it would be you. It was you someone. Yeah. Right. No. It was probably someone who was auditioning for the choir and was nervous no, that was you were going to take their spot. This was before. This was before choir. This was all. This was leading up to it. I'm telling you. This is like. So I had. I but I was very active. But I had to find something else to do. No, I was like, in the state of Georgia, there was something where I had a. I would still hit in baseball and i would have a pinch runner like i Come couldn't on. run no i'm not joking this was no this was like a thing it was like a thing and then eventually it was like well I, you know that but you had that a disability out of me i mean yeah between for a while. ages of what and what uh I, i'm gonna say 12 12 13 to 15 16 and were you like made fun of and stuff no, I feel like people were pretty good. I mean, I feel like people were good. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wasn't like traumatized as a child. Okay, like, that's I don't, good. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Like you still wake up some nights just kind right. of cold sweat. <laughs> oh, they're making fun of me again. <laughs> right, yeah, no. They just kicked me down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I don't, that didn't, I, yeah. I mean, thinking back, I mean, now I think it would be, I would be trouble, right? All the bullying stuff. I mean, I guess it was bullying. I don't know. I was probably bullying from the wheelchair. Yeah. Just ordering people around. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I was active, so I needed to find something else to do. And that's what really got me into the arts, and theater specifically. It was meant um, to be. Yeah. So then I did that, went to college for it. I mean, full on, that was my focus. And then, yeah, did a lot of theater uh, from then. Uh, Dramatic until, or musical? or Not really musical. People were afraid. Once you had the option, you <laughs> opted out. I the option, I was like, nah, no. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, dramatic, comedic, classics. It's Shakespeare. That, were you a drinker in uh, high school? No. No, not at all. Why not? Um, I I don't know. I was, I was pretty straight-laced. I mean, not 100% at all, but yeah, I didn't drink. There was something about... Um, I didn't like the sneaking around. Hmm. I, I, I don't. I didn't like that aspect of around it. Around your parents or yeah, whatever. around parents or other people's parents or like whatever, or like you know, the school. I, I don't know, but I, you know, I was from Georgia, so there was there there is drinking acceptance from parents. So kind of kind of late high school, it kind of was okay with everyone. Sure, like not drive, but like. We're gonna go hang out at Johnny's in the basement, and the parents know, and everybody know, and so then I was fine with it. And then I drank a lot in college. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean after that. No, I don't know. I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. You're like, and when Johnny's parents closed that door, <laughs> I went in. <laughs> um, but no, I, I once that happened, then okay. And so then you went to college, and yeah. 
and Steady. did theater there and uh, and was focused. I mean, I, didn't, I don't think I thought about it at the time, but now I think, like, most people don't know what they're going to do, like, when they graduate from high school. Of like, course. Yeah. You're so young. We're going to, oh, I'm going to go major in business or this, and then you change 14 times. And I think it's rare, like, no, I went to school for that, and that's what. I ended up doing um but it was like I went to SMU but it was a so within a you know a large university but it was a conservatory so it, it kind of in a weird way was like I was on a sports team because it, there were so many hours so much outside work that happened um training wise and whatever else outside of regular school that I mean once you were on that tra- you were either going to leave it and be done forever or it kind of consumed you so then, yeah, I left. And then when I left there, I started doing theater. And I did theater um, straight until right before I came to Los Angeles. And then how long after you moved to Los Angeles did you book the office? Three months, four months. Really? Yeah. So you had only been here for three months. That doesn't really happen. That do- No, that's, that doesn't happen very often. So, so what was probably it? four months? Yeah, what do you think it was? Like, describe that audition process too. I mean, you were kind of a fish out of water in a way as well. I the office was a show, and I knew the British version of the office, and I was very interested in that show specifically. And my agent at the time said, "Well, they're looking for unknown people because it was this sort of documentary thing, and these people, you know, I mean, not fully, but they're looking for unknown people." What my agent said to me, we're looking for unknown people, but not you unknown, not like totally unknown. Wow. (laughs) Because I think I think from, you know, from their perspective, it was like, well, they say they're looking for unknown people, but you have no credits. You have, you know, no, no legitimacy really in this business and you don't know anybody and all of that. But my manager at the time, he just pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded the casting director and got me a meeting and. Then I met Greg Daniels, and, uh, you know, things happen from there. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I saw some, like, outtakes or something of all these different people, you know, well-known actors and actresses auditioning for this show. There was a real kind of, like, battle, I felt like, for each character in this show. Right. Well, what's—this is— real, when But if they were asking for unknowns, why did I see, like, all of these— Well, most of them were unknowns at the time. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, the, I mean the, really, Steve Carell had done— I mean, in terms of, like, things that people would really know. I mean, he was a correspondent on The Daily Show, but that was way before The Daily Show was, you know, what it turned into be. I mean, that was the early days, and there weren't that on Comedy Central. You know, people didn't know what Comedy Central was or whatever at the time. I'm exaggerating a little, but... Yeah, you're, making like a, it, you're making it seem like we're talking about the 1900s. <laughs> no, but I mean, before... I mean, but The Daily Show... In the early days, it wasn't like everybody was watching it. Sure. And he was a correspondent, and I don't know how many segments he did, but not a ton. And then he had kind of a breakout role on um, Bruce Almighty, the first one. I was trying to think of which one it was. With Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey. Yeah, and then Evan Almighty was after, after he became a big star. So it was him, and there was Rain Wilson, who basically had done one uh, season of Six Feet Under. I mean, it was really just the two of them had had smaller, you know, things. But so when Steve left the show, the casting director had gone back to try to find like mementos of, you know, the casting process Mm. for him. She goes, I didn't really find anything for him, but I found this. And it's a piece of paper. I have it in my office that had a couple of the roles and like the 
top three choices that they were choosing from. My three were me, Eric Stone Street, who obviously now everybody knows from Modern Family, and Jorge Garcia from Lost. Amazing. So all, yeah, all three ended up, yeah. I don't know. This is cool. I think yeah. if anyone's gotten anything out of this today, it really is. It's just that Brian is just this pillar of society. Yeah. Homegrown. He he waits his turn. He uh, I do wait my he turn. He doesn't speak on on the phone in public. Nope. He. Uh, nope. What else did we uh, go over? I don't know. I had a leg thing. There's more. He's a choir boy. Yeah. Oh, that He's one. just an oh, upstanding citizen. Just... Seriously, if you're listening, don't. Nobody gives a shit what you're saying. To just don't yammer on the cell phone. Don't do it. Don't do it. And especially where you live on the streets of New York. Oh, that's the worst too. Oh, that's the worst. You really are sounding like an old man these oh, days. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, oh, these kids and their cell phones.